Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I got into it with a Lyft driver last night. <clears throat> I was riding my bike around down on State Street, downtown in the Loop. And uh, this Lyft driver, he's got like the little light-up Lyft sign in his window. He's uh, He gets right up behind me and he's signaling like he's going to turn right. And I, but he's like really close to me, riding my bicycle, right? He's, I think he's like pulling over to pick up his fare, you know. And uh, but he keeps behind me for like two blocks. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? Like, what are you signaling for for two blocks, riding my fucking ass? So finally, he he like passes me on the left, and he's got all his windows down. And he shouts something at me. And I don't even know what he shouted, but I just fucking right. flipped him off. I'm like, fuck you. You fucking tailgate me and then shout at me. What the fuck is your problem? Right. I didn't say any of that. Right. But, and, that, but the finger said all of that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and he fucking then he gets in. He gets in front of me and then sticks his whole arm out the window to flip me off <laughs> and leaves it there for like another five blocks. Like he's like he's fucking drunk. <laughs> and he's smoking a cigarette too. Like, what kind of fucking Lyft driver smokes a cigarette in their car? Right. And he's like driving around, fucking trying to start altercations. And then I noticed that his license plate, his fucking Illinois license plate, was a uh, Illinois State Police Heritage Foundation license <laughs> plate. <laughs> so oh, I looked no. this up, and to be eligible, an applicant for the Illinois State Police Heritage Foundation license plate must certify he or she is an active or retired law enforcement officer, a surviving family member of a deceased law enforcement officer, or a donor or member of the Illinois State Police Heritage Foundation. Mm. So yeah, fucking asshole moonlighting in his lift operator as a fucking cop. Right, or an, <laughs> or an ex-cop because he was fired or some shit. Yeah, yeah, which <clears throat> most most of the, you know... like Because cops how, make how, enough... How, like of a racket doing the police you know overtime fucking scams that they do that they wouldn't have to drive a lift so i have to assume that he it was like fired as a cop probably because of his temperament and mm. then, yeah absolutely know, absolutely and, lift. you know how how many things you got to do to get fired as a cop right right you probably no. you probably have to do like the right things to get fired as a cop you have to like turn in the fucking bad or just be really so heinous that they can't cover it up one or the other so i'm gonna assume the latter with that guy you're so sloppy that uh you know the cover story your supervisor tells you to get out of trouble you wouldn't follow so that gets you in trouble right right well um speaking of sloppy we should get into some of AOC's justifications for that that uh, vote that she took. Uh, oh, is that still out there? Is, well, is so, that still being talked about? Because right, well, so you know, it, it kind of wasn't, and then it kind of the, the news cycle kind of kicked off again. And we're we're not, you know, we we already went into all of that last week, the full explanation of her present vote on the uh, Iron Dome funding. But I did want to just play this clip real quick uh, about the uh, about that because she was on uh Mehdi hassan's new msnbc show that he sold out to get hasn't uh, he that, always been on msnbc though no he was uh, he, he well he he always kind of sucked but he really started sucking a lot worse in the last year or so and people realized it was because he was getting an msnbc job but he was previously on the at the intercept and he was like doing a podcast for them and all this shit 
Um, and then he did get that oh, MSNBC gig. I didn't so. even know that. I thought he was always on MSNBC. No, I, you you could be fooled, but from his rhetoric that he was always an MSNBC host, but he actually used to be slightly less worse than he is now. Um, but he actually is still decent with his interview guests. Like he did, he does ask like questions. Like he's just infuriating <laughs> on his opinion pieces. You know what I mean? Like he's he at least but, knows but the left journalist, wing. but he also asks questions. No, no, no. He asks good, like, he'll ask, like, questions from, like, a, a semi-leftist perspective. Just when he gives his opinion, it's usually pretty bad. Like, that's, I think that's the difference with him. But he at least knows, like, that the left is asking these questions of people like AOC, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but in any event, yeah, so here's a clip from her explaining, um, <laughs> attempting to explain her present vote uh, on the Iron Dome oh, funding. I'm sure she slam dunks this. Let's go. Oh, yeah, no, of course. It's gonna be, oh, well, yeah, you know, uh, well, yeah, all right, I'll play it now. We'll talk about it. Is it worth doing present? Because it didn't really satisfy anyone. The supporters of Israel are mad at you for not voting for it. Critics of yeah. Israel are mad at you for not voting against it. Do you regret that? You know, I, it is something that I weigh because there is the, there's always the macro and then there's the micro. And in the macro of narrative, of politics, of, of national impact, um, you know, it, it, I probably should have just gone with, with my value. But in the macro, which would be to vote no. But in the micro, I do believe that this yeah. created um, a window in our community to be able to bring okay. all folks to the table because my great fear is that we are going to import the same sort of um, contention around this issue and we can have a progressive movement that defends Palestinian yes. human rights that is Muslim, Christian, Jewish. Um, but I, so in the micro, I believe that it created a, a, a window of opportunity for us in, in the Bronx. Um, but in the macro, it was very difficult, yes. Is it worth doing present? Because it didn't really satisfy what anyone. Is, the supporters of Israel. Oh, it's looping again. Yeah. What uh, What does that mean? Um. <clears throat> the fuck does that mean? Like I, wh- I. Like what? What does dialogue is this opened up? Like like he said, everyone's pissed at you. Like you didn't satisfy anybody except for Nancy fucking Pelosi. Like well, nobody. You know, it's a good compromise when everyone's unhappy. That's right. that's how you know. <laughs> Right. You reach the compromise is is everyone hates it um and that's what you go to dc for you know to be a good negotiator to to bring everyone together to make sure that <laughs> make nobody sure. is happy right right i i mean just you know god she's really really uh, she seems like she's regressed in her uh well I, you know i shouldn't even say regress because she used to mostly speak from the heart and now she's learned how to speak like a politician and it's just fucking nonsense it's like just fucking gobbledygook i mean that's that's yeah. that's no, that like literally could have been nancy pelosi saying that like it, it would have been a lot more slurred um but it but that's basically exactly what nancy nah, pelosi, pelosi would have wouldn't said. even go that distance she'd just be like you know it's the fucking micro machines or whatever the kids call it these days <laughs> Let me just tweet yeah. it out here. The micro is win the election. The macro is do nothing. <laughs> right. Right. No, that's 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 uh fairly accurate. Yeah. So speaking of do nothing, uh we, we should talk briefly about the um three point five trillion, soon to not be three point five trillion dollar um reconciliation bill, budget bill, whatever you want to call it, the Build Back Better Act uh that they're trying to push through Congress right now. 
um, past the House uh, and is stuck in the Senate because, you, you know, the, 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 again, like I should preface this all with this is all a charade. This is all bullshit. This is all pro wrestling. Like they, they don't really want this to pass. Biden really could give a shit. He just wants something to for his own ego and his own uh, uh, legacy to say, look, I passed this massive, you know, X number of trillion dollar uh, uh, infrastructure act infrastructure bill he really doesn't give a fuck how, if it helps people or not um but right now the rotating villains are joe manchin kirsten cinema who you know are definitely fucking clowns i mean no question you know uh and in particularly bad i mean i you know i'm sure most people saw on twitter that clip of joe manchin addressing the peons from atop uh his fucking yacht the other day hey 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 houseboat <laughs> right houseboat. No, right that's I'm a sorry. residence mister <laughs> that's a two hundred and twenty thousand dollar residence that he insured for seven hundred thousand dollars yeah who was it that was just like debasing themselves defending that joe manchin's house oh uh fucking Ch- chappy uh, matt chapman matthew chapman that the the, the fucking cowboy hat dickhead uh who, who de- who's oh, not god averse to debasing himself uh at all times but he yeah, he he basically was like, yeah, yeah. He basically was like, God, you guys are being ridiculous. It's not a yacht; it's a houseboat. It's a glorified houseboat. You know, it's a very frugal um, domicile for someone who has to maintain a DC residence. Yeah, um, it's, it's not a luxury yacht. It's a boat that stays tied to a pier so that he doesn't have to pay property taxes. <laughs> Get it right, Marxists. Right, and it, and of course, it has a long range navigation system. And it again, he paid. A private sale paid two hundred twenty thousand dollars for it, but then insured it for seven hundred thousand dollars, almost like it was a bribe. Yeah, it, in, I mean, it's the- got a long-range navigation system, but it only can navigate from one tax haven to another. It can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. Well, that's the funny thing about that is that the the kind of Streisand effect of that idiot's tweet about it is that people looked up the the records about it, and um, it, yeah, basically he paid like two twenty for it. He insured it for seven hundred thousand, which you know everyone you know who who was an expert on these sorts of things agreed uh is ridiculous unless it's actually valued at that much money and it was sold to you five hundred thousand dollars less as like a pseudo you know bribe the same way that like trump used to sell like his property off to like rich guys he wanted to do business for for like you know three million dollars less than the actual market but you know that that type of right. of money money changing you know it's that that or, sort yeah, of yeah or it's just like straight up money laundering where right you know the the you know you you pay a fraction of what it costs because the rest of it you paid in cash off the books right exactly exactly um so you know yeah that that little that you know that that modest uh domicile but yeah he people like knew that he st- at least spends some of his time there i'm sure he has a fucking under the radar condo that he keeps very closely hidden so that uh people don't harass him at it but because i there's no way he fucking people lives like, in that people all like time. his wife when he's hanging out with his mistress <laughs> right right no this is good he's got a place to take his gumar you gotta have a place for your gumar <laughs> um but uh obviously i've been watching sopranos a lot for people that don't know but <laughs> He, um, oh, I have too. I watched that um, Many Saints of Newark oh, uh, right. yes. train not, wreck not, the other not night. Not very well critically received, uh, No, no. And it was, you know, because I was like, oh, it's it's uh, fucking, what's his name's? Uh, James Gandolfini's son. Yeah. 
who looks more like John Cusack in this thing. I should you not. It's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. He's got his face like he's got a like a baby face version of Gandolfini's face. His but like facial the... expressions are all identical. Like John John Cusack's like like sarcastic frown that he's right. constantly doing. It, it's it's exactly the same. Like <laughs> you've got what like two hundred muscles in your mouth and you have the exact same facial expression every every time. Right You're on camera. Um, but yeah, it just it was it was unnecessary, and you know it's like the the young Tony Soprano's in the thing for about ten minutes total, right? And I, <clears throat> I kind of got the sense that that was the, that it was a bit of a bait and switch with the advertising because like you, you like he was all over the advertising, but in the trailer you see like one or two shots of him like that were clearly from like yeah. the same scene or two. You know what I mean? Like it's a very it, it, it seemed like that sort of thing. Th- the main character who takes up. 90% of the screen time is this guy who like was n- mentioned all of one time on the Sopranos right? and has virtually no effect on Tony Soprano's life as an adolescent. Um, and it's just like basically a little like mini Macbeth story about how this guy's life unravels by trying to do the right thing. Right. And then doing the wrong thing most of the time still, but it's, it's just like, Hey, you, you know how uh, Han Solo has those little dice on the Millennium Falcon? Wouldn't you love to know how he got those? Right. Same, Wouldn't you love to see of... a whole movie about about where how he got that? Um, great. Okay. Well, here's here's how that happened. And oh, turns out he always had them. He never not he did never didn't have them. So now you just wasted how... two hours. Right. Right, it, it was definitely a, a cash grab. But how was um Bernthal as as his dad and uh, and the other guy who played Junior? Were they like good? good well, the guy versions? who plays Junior looks just like him, and 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 that's right. all fine and good. And Bernthal is always good, always as good. Bernthal. Always good. Right. But they're in the movie for about five minutes. Oh, really? So they're not even in the. I assumed like at no. least they would be like. I'm telling you, it's 90 minutes of someone that was never on The Sopranos and was never even fucking talked about on The Sopranos. I mean, you could tell who his mother is, but it's it's like, you know, how did Tony end up being so fucked up? Well, we already know because you, if you watch The Sopranos, you meet his his uncle psychotic fucking and his uncle mother, and mother, right? Right. So you have no doubt about how he got to be that way. <laughs> right. If any, if anything, those characters and their younger selves in this thing are much nicer. Than they are in the surprise. And you're kind of just like, wait, how did how did those people turn out so bad? Because here, back in the 60s, they're pretty normal. (laughs) Right. Well, that's because that they've kind of become uh, not beloved characters, but like people know them. So they, you know, this many years later, they play them with almost this reverence of like, oh, well, they're the, you know, the characters we all love from Sopranos. Sure. Not remembering that they were fucking sociopaths. Exactly. They totally nerf them in order to make this other guy look worse. But this right. other guy has almost no contact with Tony Soprano as an adolescent. So it's like, right. how how does him being <laughs> shitty and having no contact with this guy have more of an impact than his actual close relatives that aren't even in this? And when they are, they are much nicer people. <laughs> it makes no sense. They didn't. It was right. just it's like, hey, let's. You know, we want to we don't want to make some money, and here's the thing that we own. So here's more of it. And <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. I was looking forward to it, but you know, I still have a lot of I still have 
half of season three and then the rest of the series to look forward to before I run out of Sopranos. So yeah, <clears throat> well, that was a, there was the article that was trending from LA Times um, about uh, what went wrong with the Sopranos prequel. Uh, they, they say that you know, like this, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking for Sopranos nostalgia, just go rewatch the show because there's so much there that you've, you've already forgotten half of it. You right. Know? right, absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for the Christopher Columbus episode <laughs> of Soprano, which oh, I've only ever seen. Oh, you not there yet? That's in season four. No, I... I Jesus. I, I didn't even get to the... Uh, and again, I haven't seen these episodes, but of course, the 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 just just you hear about them so much. The uh, Pine Barrens episode I know is coming up um, in this season that I'm watching. It's in, I think it's in three or four episodes. Um Oh, well, that's one where they get, they get lost out in the woods in the winter, right? So, uh, and I and so I kind of see that coming because like they're they they kind of like started the ha- beginning of the season like with a lot of issues between Christopher and Paulie, and I'm like, ah, oh, where's this? Why is Paulie being such a dickhead all of a sudden? But I assume it's because they're going to get trapped together and they're going to kind of have to, you know, hash either hash out their differences and or that'll bring them together and kind of ease the tensions between the two of them that are that are building up to uh, this it point. won't it won't but it's still it's a funny sort of a sitcom right. episode it kind of takes you out of the the normal world right. i heard it's more of like <laughs> kind of like the fly from from breaking bad where it just is completely you know a bottle episode unto itself that, that, yeah you know. n- not as cerebral as that but yeah it's still fucking <laughs> right 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 <laughs> which i actually um, like that episode by the way i know a lot of people shit on that but like i feel like that's a a misunderstood episode you know it's not that it, 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 people just can't uh, can't they, they don't like when shows like that experiment you know speaking of the breaking bad episode specifically with with any kind of you know uh, interruption and i, I mean I, and I get it when you're watching week to week that's probably a little harder to take when you expect like oh i can't wait to see what happens next week with with gus and all that and then like no, it's just they're going to be locked in the in the lab for for you know an hour, and like that's that's going to be right. the whole episode. But well, that's that's a thing that <clears throat> certain actors and writers uh, love, and audiences who aren't used to theater don't. Right, where you have an entire episode that could have been performed, you know, as a single scene on a stage, um, you know, in a, in a play, where they're like, but wait, there's no like shootouts in this episode or there's no car chase in this episode there's there's no like rapid fire montage musical number in this episode like nope not in this one right. you can watch any of the other ones but this one we're just we're doing something different and right. that's fine that should be celebrated you know because otherwise how would you know <laughs> you know um right there's a uh i just i'm i'm like whipping through the wire right now i'm like almost done with the series season five because when i binge a show i watch three episodes a night uh, and uh, there's uh, it was like the you know when you're binging you're not really paying attention to like if you're about to end the season or not because it's just right. well next episode you get a sense sometimes and, like oh this is conclude like I remember this is like the conclusion of this arc sort of thing sometimes but I'm watching it and um, Ash was over for the weekend and she I, I've always wanted her to watch The Wire but. <clears throat> she never had before but i was kind of like well i'm just gonna put it on while we're eating and you know you won't know what's going on but you know it's kind of just um you kind of pick up anywhere sometimes right. on the show and you figure out what's going on with it about half an episode and um this sort of music montage starts up and she's like oh is this the end of the season and i was like i don't know but like way to pick up on the cues because we'd watch like about one and a half episodes 
and there's no, you know, there's the only time you hear music in the wire is if it's in the bar they're at playing. Right. Right. And they make sure to make it sound like it's playing in the bar. They don't on have the to play box, the right. right. They, they, they had the room tone, American by the Pogues, which is super easy. To, funeral. You know, um, the clash, they got the clash in there. Yeah. I mean, okay, just like the hilarity of like the cop bar playing Clash on the jukebox, like that would never happen. <laughs> playing music they would never listen to. You'd go in there and there'd be like Skinner right. on or fucking like, you know. All right. Now, David Metallica. Simon, I'm sure David Simon loves the Clash, but right. cops would not like the Clash. Um, no, not at all. But, but there's never like a, any montage with music played over top scenes, except for like at the very end of the season. And, and with only watching like one and a half episodes, uh, she noticed that and she was like, oh, this must be the end of the season because this this feels totally different. And <clears throat> so I was like, hey, that's that's good. Good observation there, because I didn't even really pick up on it. I mean, I thought it could have been, but, you know, I thought it could yeah. just be the end of the episode, not the end of the season. That's and it was in fact, I, it was the season four closer. Yeah, I, that's another thing I, th- I think. I don't know that shows ever really did before The Sopranos, like that kind of like you know, using like popular music to kind of like give you that sort of flashes of where each character is at the end of a season sort of thing. Like, I feel like that that's, you know, the first time chronologically I've seen that on a show uh, that I can remember at least where, where you, where you do that to set up, you know, the kind of arcs for the next season, or at least close out the arcs from the first, you know, from that season. Uh, And, And you see it all the time on shows now. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like the, 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 go-to thing to end a season is like you just do a fucking a a dramatic sort of semi-slow motion montage with like a sort of you know somber song underneath it was definitely done before that i mean just uh, look at how often they'd have a brand new pop song from a famous artist that was like their new single would premiere on miami vice you know that was like maybe with that show but you know what i'm talking like that's a specific like flourish at the end of at the end of a season that you see on every prestige show now i don't know that that was ever done to the extent that it's done now where it's just everyone does it because that was like a big thing on the sopranos i don't know if that's like a thing that was done like that before but it'd be interesting to, to figure that out um but anyway so the reconciliation bill <laughs> uh the yeah joe manchin and kirsten cinema are uh you know clowns as per usual um but again they're the rotating villains like you know they they don't really give a fuck like you know joe manchin they asked him like what what's your number like what any they just wouldn't give numbers it's not that they don't think that this bill is good they just don't they 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 just their job is to be the the villains right now their job are to be the obstructionists that's why they're not naming terms they're not you know saying oh well i need this taken out and this taken out it, it's just it, they don't give a fuck they're just there to obstruct um and the bill as it is is a fucking massive compromise and again this is why you know if there are any well-intentioned people in congress and i you know question that quite often um if there are any i mean maybe one or two um why they're fucking suckers forever falling for this because the 3.5 trillion is already a massive compromise i mean the initial bill that was being kicked around was like 10 trillion like that Bernie was supporting and that was being talked about. And they negotiated that down to 6 trillion. And then the, the, uh, at the time, and this was like, like almost a year ago, Manchin indicated that he was looking for something closer to 3 trillion, 3.5 trillion from that 10 or 6 trillion. And now of course, when they come down to it, they ratchet to, Oh, well maybe 2 trillion, you know, like that. It's just, 
this is the game. This is how it's played. And anyone who's actually well-intentioned is a fucking sucker for going along with it. But I want to read um, out some of the um, features of the $3.5 trillion bill because, it, you know, there's some good stuff in there. It's, of course, not nearly enough. Um, I, I do want to go over that, though. So let's pull this up here. Um, <clears throat> Make it sound like a chore just to review this thing. <laughs> It is because I I just find right. it to be open to page two hundred and forty three. <laughs> right. the omnibus spending bill, and we're going to review the line items. The, the... because but, I mean it's all because it's all theater. Like they don't fucking you know this is all bullshit. You know it's all fucking fake. Like it's just I I, I have so much trouble getting up my my uh, will to even talk about these sorts of things anymore because it's just so. You know, I've I've seen behind the curtain. I've seen how the how the rabbit gets pulled out of a hat, and like, I, I can never unsee that. I'm never going to be amazed by it again. You know what I mean? I'm never going to get suckered into it again. But you know, it still does affect our lives. Like it affects the lives of hundreds of millions of people uh, in this country. So it's important. But again, it's all fucking theater, and all these these outcomes so are predetermined. What's in this thing? Let's hear it. All right. So. <clears throat> The Build Back Better Act. The uh, okay, so this is what's included in the three point five trillion, which Biden has indicated now that he's not going to that he you know wants them to, to reduce uh, two free years of community college. Uh, and this, by the way, this is from a CBS News article detailing what's in the bill. Uh, two free years of community college. Uh, this legislation provides two years of free community college for all students, regardless of family income. It is it, it, it is anticipated to cost one hundred eight billion. The bill would also add 80 billion uh, in funding for Pell grants, which Democrats say hasn't kept pace with the increasing cost of college. I have to assume that's Kamala's oh, contribution to the Pell bill. Grants, Klobuchar, where are you? Pell grants for all. Um, no, not all. It has to be means tested. You know that. <laughs> you know that. Pell grants for all who want it. Asterisk <laughs> and fall within uh, the income bracket of uh, you know two and twenty thousand dollars a year to seventy five. Um, Okay, uh, child care and universal pre-K. Every family that applies shall be offered child care assistance for ages zero to five. In all, the plan allocates roughly $450 billion to lower the cost of child care and provide two years of universal pre-K for three and four-year-olds, according to the House Education and Labor Committee. That doesn't say, like, free universal pre-K, though. I mean, that's very vague. Um the panel estimated that this proposal would co- uh, keep the cost of child care at or below 7% of most families' income. So just make sure you, you still extract as much as possible up to 7%. Not just like, hey, it's $50 a year to send your kid to pre-K because we know this is like a, me- a nominal fee for most people. It's like, no, we, we still want to make sure we extract as much as possible from your income, but we'll cap it at like 7% of your total income just to send your kids to, to glorify daycare so you can go and work for the company that you make your fucking money at. I just, it, you know, it, it, it's yeah. Anyway, that's, it, it's just, it's just frustrating, but it's, it's as per usual, the way they write these things. Um, hmm. Medicare expansion, this heavily debated, uh, debated provision would expand Medicare to include coverage of dental hearing and vision services, uh, which it unbelievably doesn't already cover, even though it's for people that, are sold they can't work anymore or at least in theory couldn't work anymore now everyone just works until they're dead um mansion believes the program solvency should be addressed before it is expanded i'm sure i'm sure he very deeply is concerned about that 
uh, <laughs> we need to stabilize it, he told reporters Friday, according to reports. By 2026, you understand, the trust fund is going to be insolvent. And uh, another angel gets its wings, because I'm sure that's been said 50,000 fucking times since, you know, 19... 19- 65 um or whenever it was a 64 when it was established it, it's just bullshit it's never going to be insolvent it's it's as solvent as we want it to be because we could just print fucking money because it's all fake um but that's the, that's oh what yeah they use. did you see how the treasury said that, that they were going to mint a trillion dollar coin so, so they're not actually going to but that but <laughs> economists are like hey you like, know we could solve this debt ceiling crisis if we just mint a trillion dollar coin and i'm like has there ever been a better example of how fucking fake money is and how fake our economy is? How big is mi- the coin going to be is what I wonder. No, like, it's like a normal size coin. It's like a fucking handheld well, platinum coin. Coins different sizes. I mean, it, it, like, is it big? Or is, <laughs> Are we talking half dime? dollar? Like Sacagawea dollar? Fucking like Susan B. Anthony. That's, that's a dollar. <laughs> Imagine a coin a trillion oh, times man. bigger than that shit. So fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Like, how does anyone just passionately defend like they're like getting a like a fucking master's degree in economics and then some and then just being like oh yeah no if we mint a trillion dollar coin coin out of platinum we'll solve this debt ceiling crisis that's affecting hundreds of millions i want it to be an actual mint coin mint a mint coin you know like those little chocolate right right they're like made to look like a coin you're like, oh, but you peel off the wrapper that's chocolate underneath. Right. There and then you, you gotta go. hermetically seal it so it doesn't go bad, and then it'll just sit there and then it starts to go if bad. You, if and you no- show up at your hotel fucking wasted drunk and pass <laughs> out, and you wake up and it's like smeared to the side of your face because you realize you left it on your fucking pillow. And then when it starts I don't know to- if hotels still do that shit, but I just I'm sure, it. yeah. The nice ones do. Uh <laughs> not the ones I stay in, but um and I'm sure if they I'm sure like when it starts to go rancid and like and and start to grow mold, like the fucking stock market it'll start tanking and it'll be like oh no we need to mint another one it's going the, bad it's the going coin bad. is turned <laughs> so I, the, everything um, you're reading this infrastructure bill so far is not infrastructure it's, well, it's so, like funding for social services but like which is what this bill is infrastructure so this, is like bridges and national roads parks, visitor and right. centers and the high-speed rail we're never going to have and right you know never. so where is the actual infrastructure come in in this bill so it actually is not really mentioned in this breakdown there there you know i think there are vague uh, allusions to funding for all those things but basically what this is is just an excuse an excuse um to to enact a lot of signature policy proposals which is fine i think all presidents should do that when they actually have good policy proposals to put forth I'm sure Bernie would have done a similar thing because this is a reconciliation bill. So this is the one chance um, based on the stupid made up rules of the parliamentarian that you get to push something through with 50 votes rather than needing 60 votes, you know? Uh, So they're, they're trying, they they basically make this like the signature proposal of, of the administration is whatever you pass through reconciliation. That's Obamacare, of course, famously was passed through reconciliation without a single Republican vote. Um, and th- this is just what you do now in politics. It's they, they've designed the system to not function um, all, for but one, you know, corporate friendly policy per president. So um, that's basically what this bill is um, cloaked as an infrastructure bill, which is fine. Uh, so a couple more things uh, that are in it. And, and again, some of these things are good, Like they're not, they're better than what we have. They're not nearly enough. And that'll really be evident when I talk about the climate uh, section. But uh, here's another one. Extended child tax credit. Um, Democrats expanded the child tax credit. I know. 
for for 2020. Yes, let's reward is, people. Uh, where's for the fucking, more fucking tax kids. credit for not having children? <laughs> for not. Where's the fucking tax credit for recognizing we're in an ecological catastrophe right now because there's about six billion more people than the planet can sustain. Right, and you know, look, I don't. I'm, I personally don't want to have kids, and I don't think it's. I wouldn't want to bring kids up in this fucking in the world that we're going to want leave kids. To them, fucking but. adopt one. There's millions of kids that have no parents. And, and look, I'm not even going to judge people that have kids. Some people have kids by you know, I will. by by accident. Like it shit happens. Like I'm not going to judge. <sighs> no, or even people that want kids. But like, but again, I don't think that I'm not going to judge people who want kids. But the government should not be incentivizing people to have kids like that's that that just seems like incentivizing people to smoke cigarettes like it just seems like an insane because every incentivize every economy is based on a model of growth right right we didn't have this explosion in human population until we had capitalism basically and we had an industrial revolution went along with it Right. And they were told, oh, you got to keep having more, you know, growing the population to grow the GDP. And that's been it's been everything. It's just, you know, and I get that, you know, hundreds of years ago when half your children died of cholera and you worked on a farm, (laughs) you needed 10 kids if you wanted to save five. Like, I get that. You had to hedge your bets. Like, like we'll get a couple out of this batch. You know, it's it's like seven and a half billion. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Like, we're not we there's no risk that we're going to fucking you know be wiped out <laughs> you know you could fucking you know meteor hit the earth and we could lose billions and still be just fine <laughs> you know right i know i know you're thinking like oh so you think thanos was the good guy pretty much pretty much although i'm still confused about the birds like if we were trying to save the planet why would you get rid of half the birds too and like did you get rid of half the trees they never really make that clear but they said there were more whales, so I don't know what happened with that. But anyway, oh, well, yeah, it, it's just, <laughs> just yeah. Again, again, it's ridiculous. But let me give you the details of this. Uh, all right, let's, let's wrap up the infrastructure. Uh, so uh, yeah, so they expanded the child tax credit for 2021 in their COVID relief bill, but now they want to extend it through 2025. Under the enhancement, families receive $3,600 per child under age six and 3,000 per child ages six to 18, which is a lot of fucking money. I mean, that's a good, uh, that's a good, you know, check that people should also be cut at the end of the year. If they don't decide to have fucking kids. Uh, I mean, that's like, you know, three months rent for most people, but right. Right. <laughs> uh, most, Oh, okay. So they get, I guess they, this is given out monthly. Most families receive monthly payments of either 250 or $300 per child. Um, fully expanded. <clears throat> child tax credit is uh, is available to individuals making up to right. 75,000 or married couples making up to 150,000. And here's the thing, like I know that, that, that when these things were designed, it's because people were already poor and already struggling and already had kids and the uh, the point was right. to help them. But then the people once they know it's there, it's like, well, I don't want to work and I don't blame them because who'd want to work in this fucking economy. So they go out and they pick someone to get them knocked up and they have three or four kids and they're all, you know, living in one bedroom and that's how they pay the rent is just through that. And those kids by and large, if, if they're packed, you know, stacked on top of each other so that their mother doesn't have to, to have to work and can just do that. Like that money is going, that's not enough money for four kids. 
It's enough money that you can still live in abject poverty, but it's just enough that people will ride on that. Right. right. And, and I know that's kind of like a right wing uh, talking point or they, they assume everyone on welfare is just doing that. And that's false. But there are I mean, I've, I've lived in places where those were like my neighbors in the same building, you know, and there was moments where I was like on the cusp of whether I call child services based on how I would see these kids being treated by their parents. Right. And fortunately, I never saw anything that crossed that line, but it was just like, Jesus Christ, like this is not how kids should be raised. <laughs> right? So there are just, there's just some people that shouldn't have fucking kids. Like, let's also be real about that. There are people yeah. like who, who can't fucking function themselves. And like, you know, as like a member of, oh, of society, God. just so many untreated, you know, mental health issues. And then they're having kids and then they're abusing their children. And it's, it's just like, you know, and then you have just, you know, once their parents who are in their 20s go to jail, then it just gets worse. And then they, you know, it's it's like we know these cycles. We understand these cycles. It's just it's right. it's, it's simply right. cutting someone a check for popping out a baby. You know, it's it's a, it's like, we you know, we want to have all these incentives to buy electric cars now. It's like, really, where's my fucking tax rebate for? buying a thousand dollar bicycle you know like we're just gonna we're just gonna become addicted to you know electric cars which currently have a higher carbon footprint now than petroleum cars and it's you know you know how many fucking tires i was watching this video because you know the 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 amount of cars globally is expected to double in 10 years and every car has got four tires you know many you know how many tires the world produces right now I have no idea. Probably three billions. billion tires, three wow. billion tires a year, and they can't be recycled. So you know what most of the world's doing with tires now? Throwing them in a landfill, burning them. They are trying to figure out the most efficient ways to burn them for electricity. Oh, <laughs> so it seems yeah. like a good thing to put into the atmosphere. Just rubber and all the other chemicals. That just go into just dilute it. Just dilute it. Yeah. So they strip the wire out, melt that down, recycle the wire that's in the tires. And then, yeah. I mean, like, you know how much of the tire is left once it's considered to be not usable? It's still like 95% of that tire is still intact. And we're just going to burn them. Three, three billion tires a year. Uh, probably about that many go out of service every year. It's it's just like we people don't understand that it's just it's just too many fucking people. We're just yeah. incentivizing more people and more consumption. <sighs> Jimmy Carter, he he tried to tell us live within our economic means, live within our ecological capacity, and everyone's like, but no, clowned him for it. I want a bigger house with a bigger boat and a bigger garage. I want Ronald Reagan to be president now yeah well they got those things they certainly did get those things um at the expense of, of and humanity. now we have fucking competitive game shows about fucking digging through other people's junk they had so much of <laughs> they had to fucking rent a storage space out in some fucking suburb right jesus right. christ i hate this fucking country right um yeah well, okay so let's let's just go through the couple of last provisions because we do have to get to the climate one um 
Cut prescription drug prices. Another key provision of the bill is aimed at uh, helping to slash prescription drug prices. American on, Americans on average pay two, th- three times more uh, as other countries for drugs. Um, among other things, the legislation allows Medicare to negotiate drug prices. You know that thing Barack Obama said he would do in 2009, um, <laughs> 12 years ago? Um, Medicare is currently prohibited by law from negotiating the best deal. So that was that was the grand sum total of what they did on prescription drug prices. Um, paid family medical leave. Uh, for the first time in history, the U.S. would have comprehensive paid leave covering 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave, um, which is actually a good provision. I think that's probably the best thing in this bill. Uh, the legislation will replace uh, at least two-thirds of earnings up to, I don't know why not 100%. I mean, that seems like that's shitty when you're just springing, you know, especially for medical leave. I mean, if you get fucking injured, like, it's not your fault. Like, you shouldn't be, like, unable to pay your bills because you can't work. Um, I don't know anyone who who can afford all of their bills on 66% of their salary if it was cut like that overnight. Um, but anyway, it's at least something. Uh, the legislation replaced at least two-thirds of earnings, up to $4,000 per month, uh, while the lowest paid workers would, would, would receive 80% of their income. Uh, the White House had previously estimated uh, the plan would cost $225 billion over the next 10 years uh climate change <laughs> so this is the big uh climate action uh, in this bill uh cl- combating climate change and slowing the rate at which the earth warms will mean transitioning away from fossil fuels the major source of greenhouse gas emissions one provision that mansion has objected to is the 150 billion dollar clean electricity performance program which would pay utility companies that increase their renewable energy supplies by 4% per year. Wow. That's, that's really going to solve it. Uh, companies that do not hit this benchmark would face financial. Penalties. Wait, is that, is that a compounding 4% or you just reduce it by 4% and don't raise it again the next year. And that counts as another 4% and another 4%. <laughs> Even if it's a compounded 4%, I mean, it would take fucking 25 years to be a hundred. Like that's, that's absurd. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Like, and I'm sure it's like 4% of GDP. So if the GDP goes up by 3%, you only have to lower it by 1%. Right. <laughs> and then you've got your four. Right. And they could just not do it and pay a nominal financial penalty and keep, keep fucking, you know, raking it in with the fossil fuels. Um, yeah, they, they would face financial penalties. The bill also provides, significant funding for forest management and other wildfire control measures which was which was trump's big climate idea you know just rake the forest you gotta you gotta get more rakes in the forest you gotta Um, you gotta the forest management swear to god i know that's like the one when we know it's pge not replacing these you know 60 year old fucking uh high wires they have right that they knew were gonna fail wind zones that you know it's like well we just wait till it fails and then we replace it well well it's failing and when it fails it's spraying fucking sparks all over the ground when it's you know the winds 100 mile an hour winds in the middle of fucking the you know a drought because of climate right. change and then everything starts on fire so that's right. that's pge that's their that's their arson model Right, right, exactly. Um, and so, and then this is the only other climate measure in there. Uh, there are also measures to incentivize the buying of electric vehicles, like we talked about, and the construction of charging stations, consumer rebates to homeowners who weatherfit their houses, uh, and financial penalties for oil and gas producers for methane leaks, among other things. 
So they're still allowed to frack, but when they leak methane, they're going to get a little bit of a slap on the wrist. So, you know, that, that should solve it. Everybody. I think we can pack it in and say, we've, uh, we, we've solved it. This is the bill that, that people like AOC and Bernie are, are fucking defending vehemently as if it's some great fucking noble piece of legislation. Like this, this is the so bill. W- where's the high speed rail on this thing? Where's where's any climate action whatsoever? Where's even the transition to fucking green energy? That's not even in here. Just I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Like, I, I you know, I follow a lot of you know, kind of urbanist, uh, cycling, bike, pedestrian, livable streets uh, accounts, and every day my timeline is just like all of the police cars and delivery vehicles and even department of transportation vehicles blocking bike lanes, legally parked in bike lanes. And the other thing is all the people that are buying electric vehicles that are curb parking and then having the, the recharging cable dangling across the sidewalk where anyone in a wheelchair or, you know, can't, can't cross there now can't use the sidewalk or, you know, anyone walking could trip and fall on it. Uh, right. It's just like a massive, massive safety hazard. And you want to have all cars like that? That's fucking crazy. Like, that's, you know, I have no idea how this is going to work. Right. No, it's preposterous. Oh, and and so just real quick, there's a little bit of the how they're going to pay for it in here. Um, and this is this is the Democrats' plan. The corporate tax rate would rise from 21% to 26%. And the top income tax rate for Americans making over 400000 a year would increase from 37 to 39.6%. The top capital gains rate would also go from 20% to 25%. I just want to point out the corporate tax rate was at 35% for like 30 years. Donald Trump fucking lowered the corporate tax rate in like 2016, 2017, when he passed his first budget bill down to, to 20%. So they didn't want to raise it up to where it was pre-Trump. And And by the way, the corporate tax rate was near 50% until like 1980. Like that's what, like, that's what, you know, when Reagan got in there, he fucking slashed the shit out of the corporate tax rate and the top income bracket tax rate, uh, like by like 40%, like some crazy fucking number. So again, they're just, they just, this is the ratchet effect. This is literally an example of the ratchet effect in, in action. They'll just bring it back to slightly less than, than the already inadequate uh, level that it was at. And you wonder why things keep getting worse and why things for for regular people keep getting more dire, and this is fucking why. And it, it's just again, well, that's why you know, I have no. We shouldn't undersell it because three point five million dollars spent all in one year is still a lot of money. I mean, this is this is this would be three point five trillion trillion dollars spent in, entirely within fiscal year two thousand twenty two. Correct? No, actually, it's 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 a uh, it, over over the next ten years, meaning that it would be wait cl- closer to three hundred fifty billion dollars. So you're, you're saying it's only going to be just a, a few hundred million dollars a year? Hundred billion, yeah, hundred billion a year. So just and just for people to understand, the budget of uh, New York City is about a hundred billion dollars a year. So you know, this is this is about three times that stretch wait, across the entire so, United States for this so, entire infrastructure bill. Why doesn't the Pentagon have to pass their funding by calling it a nine trillion dollar spending bill? Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it's weird how that works, huh? Like it. it yeah, it's, just... it's almost like they want one to sail through Congress unabated, and the other one they want to be this, you know, basically a, a ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Right. 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 
Well, you know, speaking of ships stuck in the Suez Canal, <laughs> we, that that meme was going around again uh, yesterday, or it was, yeah, I think it was yesterday. It was either yesterday or Monday, but you know, over beginning of this week, because um, all of a sudden, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, which are all owned by Facebook, so basically just Facebook, uh, was down for an extended period of time, um, and people like were flipping out about it. Uh, apparently, again, I'm never on Facebook, so I didn't see this, although. A lot of them decided to like migrate to Twitter, and it was very like <laughs> I almost felt like a conservative in that moment. I'd be like, ah, close the borders, don't let them in. Like, I don't want these fucking yeah, weirdos on our on our fucking app. Because lower the gate, lower the gate. <laughs> right. Oh my god, light the fucking um, you know the the battlements or whatever on fire. Um, but it, 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 the ramparts rather, uh, just, it, it was just, yeah, it, it was, it was really funny. Um, apparently, and then I don't know if they figured out exactly who caused it yet or how it was caused, but apparently someone accidentally deleted a bunch of coding that, that was designed to, to route to Facebook. So like it, it, Facebook didn't go away, but like the, the internet couldn't find it because the routing <laughs> was like deleted. So it was just floating oh. in the fucking ether and they couldn't fix it. The funniest thing is that they couldn't fix it. It had to be manually done on site at the servers. Like they had to go to the servers, which by the way, they couldn't even get into because all the locks at Facebook are electronic. So they literally had to like use an angle grinder to like break in with their team of experts into the server farm at Facebook to like, manually rejigger the fucking the, i love the, it, we, it it's so all, all these years that we like watch all these sci-fi mission impossible whatever and it's like right. you know uh i retina fucking hand scan you know whatever facial recognition it's like nope going in with the angle grinder i mean like literally <laughs> fucking they had to like yeah like lower ethan hunt from the fucking ceiling to like get into this fucking server farm to reset it but um it, it just was really uh amusing and and mark zuckerberg lost seven billion dollars in one day which was fucking hilarious uh and probably the best part of the of the whole ordeal um well and this was this just people were kind of wondering what the fuck was going on because of this huge whistleblower uh who testified um in front of congress i believe um and basically said that you know their entire algorithm they're completely aware of how harmful it is but whatever drives engagement is what makes the money. So things that right. are divisive or get people angry, have a negative emotional response, uh, gets people to stay on the site longer. You know, and we we've experienced that too. We'll post a meme and it's like if people like it, they just click a like. If they are mad about it, they'll leave a comment. And a comment means you engage with it more and longer and they get more money from that. Right. right. So of course you see they, more ads because you're on their site longer. Yeah. So you see more ads. So that that COVID bad dude meme that uh, right wingers <laughs> lost their minds over it, like once they comment on it, it would keep showing up in their feed every time someone else comments <laughs> on it. And people, they were commenting like, why am I seeing this again? It's like, well, because the, you engage with it, you know, like it's if, you, if right. you fucking engage with it, they want you to come back to it. Or if they think that you might engage with it and you haven't. They'll keep showing it to you because they're like, wait, you haven't liked this yet. Why haven't you liked this yet? <laughs> Other psychos are yelling about this po this post in the comments. Why aren't you there? Like, it's basically that. So, right. And and like I stopped using Facebook I maybe 
like the I I uh, I went on Facebook for the first time and I uh, I didn't know how long and I looked at something and it was like the most recent thing that I uh, looked at was like five days ago. <laughs> like Jesus, <laughs> I haven't been on that long. Right. But they you know, they changed the whole fucking layout to the point where it's it's virtually unusable. All your notifications are completely randomized in order. It's like you can't even tell if you've clicked on a notification or not. It's like, do I have I seen that or not? I don't know. It's just I keep seeing the same shit. You don't even see anything that everyone you know posts. It's all just fucking shit from groups you right. follow. You it's know, garbage, it's just right. right. It's just like what it what this is just a trash website now. And the idea that they're just the their their way to make people engage longer is just to make it shittier and shittier, <laughs> right. shittier. It's it's like you know Twitter. So what? Well, you what's that? You say you want to edit button? Well, we have the perfect solution. It's called fleets. <laughs> oh, you and didn't then, like, like that? We're gonna take that away, and now you can leave voice recordings. Like what? Just right. give us the I, edit button. Oh, you what's that? Edit button. Oh, now now we're gonna let reach people block you from being able to comment. Oh, the, that's on that, the replies. That is my favorite new awful feature that I think will eventually just break the site because really the the main um, uh, enjoyment of on Twitter, other than just like laughing at like stupid shit, uh, is getting to yell at really dumb rich people when they say really dumb shit, which they do all the time because they're fucking narcissists, and when they don't have their publicist um, at hand to help them craft what they're going to say they expose how fucking stupid they are quite often. And, and, you know, you see this out of celebrities, you see this out of journalists, especially um, who are just, you know, news actors at this point. Um, we'll just tweet really dumb shit all the time to the point where it's like very obvious that like the reason they got these jobs, giving the news on television, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's the feature. It's not the bug that they're as dumb as a box of rocks. Like basically let's put it that way. But well, um, we um, we actually do have a clip here from a, a PR rep from Facebook oh, right. to um, kind of uh, put this in perspective. All of this, um, if you have yeah. that, uh, to yeah, hear. absolutely. So let's let's pl let's hear what the Facebook representative had to say about this situation. Um, thank you for having me. Yes, we here at Facebook um, would just like to say. <laughs> I thought you deleted Facebook. We just think it's kind of funny that last night everybody was like, hashtag delete Facebook. And then this morning they're like, hashtag Facebook down, you know, because like, which one is it? Did y'all already delete it or is it down? Because it can't be down if you delete it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we supposed to apologize for paying attention to you and knowing what you're doing and where you are and what you like, because we are listening to you constantly because guess who else is listening to you? Nobody. We're the only ones, okay? Everybody wants to bring up Tom. Tom from MySpace. Tom's our best friend. Tom left you, okay? Do you think Tom thinks about you now? He doesn't. He's a photographer now. Okay, Tom. And I guess the last thing that we'd like to say is good luck remembering your mom's birthday now, you pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that true. Was, right. true. Now that, and that was, of course, Blair Erskine, who's a, who's a very funny comedian. Uh, Gosh, she's so good. The show so on, good. But, so uh, good at landing those uh, regional accents from, uh, you know, Southern Indiana. Right. So, you know, it's funny, though, and, and Tom from MySpace was trending a lot on, on, on Twitter last night. And like uh, somebody made the point, like, how lucky are we that like in, in, in that kind of stage of our lives in our younger days that Tom wasn't a fucking greedy, money, power hungry megalomaniac uh, and just kind of like sold his company and fucked off rather than. Right. 
turned it into this disgusting like fucking you know surveillance state uh, hey, you remember know, society destroyed all the shit you could do with facebook like with, with myspace with, uh, with myspace yeah like oh you don't like the layout well you can change the html code oh my god add, yeah uh you know five thousand animated gifts of a marijuana leaf that's <laughs> right. like changing colors good right. luck on your background. browser load that <laughs> crashes right the black background with the fucking green font like that was that was the fucking go-to oh, move yeah, with the MySpace. It, was fucking, it was it was so good um the, the music player where like you could even if you weren't a, like a band you could just and i I had like you could I force was... people to listen to your favorite song. <laughs> right. I love that shit. That was so great. That was great. I miss that shit. I I had songs like from oh you bands. don't like Blink One Eighty Two? Well, guess the fuck what? <laughs> I had songs from like bands I was like I played with in high school that we had music up there, and I I think it just all got lost to. I there was at some point that music from MySpace got like deleted in some big like fuck up, and it's just completely unrecoverable. There's actually some articles about it. It's it's pretty. Oh yeah, um, it's it's actually really unfortunate because there's a lot of just art and culture that was lost to time of just like these primitive, you know, like garage bands that probably all like you know, and like I'm sure there was some good shit in there. It's just it's just sad to think about that much art kind of disappearing, you know, at once by because of some fuck up at a server farm. Um, but so I can't go back and and look up what my favorite songs were on MySpace through like the uh, Wayback Machine on archive.org. They didn't. I, they didn't I save don't. All well, so I think maybe some pages <laughs> would load, but I don't think any kind of files saved because yeah. I think that's a different. Yeah. You know, that's a different animal. But um, but yeah, no, really unfortunate. But uh, yeah. So it just sucks that Library of Congress didn't save all the fucking banger tracks that my buddies in high school recorded. <laughs> right, on the fucking right. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah but you know honestly i I was just like man i hope it's because like some people were joking initially like no facebook is or not joking but like misreading the fact that the servers were you know that that they were rerouting to nothing as as like facebook is just gone like you know clean slate start over and i was like man what like more could you ask for right now like how much better would society be in 10 years if we just like nuked facebook from orbit and fucking just it it just didn't exist anymore like I, I really think that would be a net positive for society like i just imagine your fucking right-wing uncles not being able to get all this anti-vax bullshit that they've been getting uh and you know just 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 listening to fucking scientists say like hey it's it's like safe to take this and you should definitely take this and like don't be a fucking idiot versus like a million fake articles about how fucking horse dewormer is gonna you know cure your covid and and you know cure you of cancer like imagine what society would be like if facebook didn't fucking exist anymore like that would be be, yeah i mean but i i really don't know where you know our our racist uncles would post the videos they record uh (laughs) sitting in their their suvs right um you know we actually had a, a, a one we wanted to play here a little 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 covid update uh from our friend uh brent terhune you got that uh yeah yeah so let's 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 play let's play this clip of our favorite racist uh uncle go ahead call the city on me for not cutting the grass because it's part of the halloween decorations becky i'm tired of all of it why do my tax dollars go to fund the fire department that's what i want to know i don't even use it not once have we called the fire department and it's within walking distance of my house. I should drive down there and ask for my money back. That's what I should be doing. 
because it's my right as an American to have my house burned down if I want to. <laughs> my forefathers died for that. That's called freedom. And what's the worst that could happen? My house catches on fire, and then my neighbor's house catches on fire, and then their neighbor's house catches on fire. Well, if you're too scared to have your house burned down, then don't have one. That's what I say. Live somewhere else. Stop telling me to get a smoke detector. We don't know the long-term effects of these things. The battery goes low, and next thing you know, it's chirping 24-7. We don't know what that does to the human body. Plus, I know tons of people that had smoke detectors, and their house still burnt down. What's the point of that, huh? Sure, they were able to get out with their families alive, but their house still burnt down. What's the point of just being alive? And I'll tell you this right now. You keep your mandates off my house. I'm not getting a smoke detector. It's my house, my choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was making some kind of an allusion there to something. I, no, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't just imagine what that was. Can't put my finger on quite what what it would be. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that'll completely go over uh, anti-vaxxer heads. But yeah, that was that was great uh, as as always from Brent. Um, yeah, and that's actually a really good analogy because uh, you know you, you will often hear just like really bad faith, idiotic talking points from people who are just terrified of taking this vaccine uh that that like oh well it's just my body you know it's but like right right like you said it's not like you 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 live in a society unless you live in the middle of the woods and your fucking uh, uh life affects other people's lives and yeah <laughs> um but uh what were we talking about facebook oh yeah so you know the other thing about facebook uh going down is that whatsapp went down which I don't really use. I had it at one point, uh, especially when I was working on campaigns, but apparently it's very big overseas, uh, you know, because you you don't need like a phone plan to use it. You can just use the internet uh, to, to message with people in, a, in any country. Uh, so that was apparently like a real fiasco, you know, because imagine you just weren't able to text anybody and weren't able to communicate via text to anybody. Um, uh, for, so, you know, so basically the entire you know, reign of human existence prior to the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you, you, you rip something <laughs> like that away from a society that has been grown dependent on that form of communication, then it becomes chaotic. It's not, not to say that people couldn't bounce back, but again, that would have been an interesting um, scenario to put people in. Listen, we don't have AOL chat rooms anymore and somehow we've persisted as a human race. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. but that's because we transitioned away from them to text. I like, know. It's fun, just you know? it's it's like and it just, you know, proves the point that if something is that vital, uh it should be a public utility and not course, owned right. by a fucking corporation. Right. A super um, fucking greedy, you know, capitalist corporation. Right. And no, but you're right though that like WhatsApp is the only uh means of connection via text or cell phone. There's countries, you know, there's second, third world countries where people don't like they don't have an internet besides <clears> Facebook. <throat> Facebook right. is the only thing they can connect to. Um, either through just you know there's there's nothing else available or other sites are blocked by their government or they just simply don't know that there's, there's another you know things on the internet besides facebook 
and that's yeah. a huge problem in itself because right. then you have kind of, you know countries like Myanmar <laughs> where the the government there was uh, basically uh, urging the people of their country to commit a genocide. I don't know if you've read about that before. No, I, I but yeah, well, and it's also like, oh, we, we, you know, Facebook says that you know that if if I threaten somebody, right, you know, threaten somebody with harm on Twitter or Facebook, that's that's inciting violence, right? But if a, if a general does it, you know, or if somebody says that we should wipe out a city in Afghanistan for every you know U.S. American killed in Afghanistan, like if if you're if you're a blue check. You can say whatever the fuck you want, um, unless you're Trump, and even that might not last. But I, right. I don't know if you saw this, but Trump's been floating. You know, you remember when when he had an idea for a, a Trump TV network that fell right. apart? Right. Yeah. Well, now he's he's this headline here from Yahoo: Trump struggles to find a new social media platform amid talk of third White House run. <laughs> <laughs> This is hilarious. A little more than a month ago, Trump floated the idea of calling his media venture Trump It, according to two sources familiar with his discussions. But because Trump floated the name verbally, the source did not know if he meant trumpet, like the brass instrument, right, right. or trump it. Like like as a verb, like trumpet, like Trump, you know, right. Right. Or some <laughs> other variation. So oh, fucking God, I I really hope he does. Did I also saw there was a, a a post about how he he petitioned a judge to make Twitter give him his Twitter back. I don't know if you saw that the other day, but he he apparently was you know saying in court like trying to get a judge to say in court that it's unconstitutional to remove him from Twitter. Um, to which I I, I selfishly do hope he wins because uh, it's not quite the same without him on Twitter. I, I do have to say. You know, tweeting about how 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 Diet Coke is is disgusting swill, but he'll still drink that shit and other things like that, like just absurd fucking musings well, from an idiot child. Just you know the the random three a.m. Uh, new words he would come up with like Kofi. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, we're being, we're being deprived of that. Um. But so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, but and the other thing though, WhatsApp people were like, oh, well, like a lot of people use it because it's uh encrypted end to end don't you i don't know how fucking dumb you have to be if you're actually passing like sensitive information back and forth to use an encrypted texting service owned by mark zuckerberg but do me a favor and do not fucking use whatsapp to transfer sensitive information you <laughs> signal it's not owned by mark zuckerberg you fucking idiots like how dumb can you be to trust whatsapp as a fucking uh messaging app when it's owned by Facebook, like owned by one of the biggest surveillance companies, probably the biggest surveillance company in the world. Um, Signal is actually encrypted end to end and not owned by Facebook and, and has a, uh, as far as we know, unblemished record of, of end to end communication uh, transfer of uh, text messages. Encryption. Yeah, pretty much whatever, whatever Edward Snowden tells you to, to do. Right. Like, he uses follow, signal. Follow his lead. <laughs> exactly. He uses signal. He trusts signal. So, I yeah, don't fucking use WhatsApp. Use Signal um and <laughs> you know, uh, be careful and if you also. Use it. Use it to plan burning down more police precincts because <laughs> goddamn it people, it's been over a year. Where's the fucking action at? Right. And don't click any fucking phishing emails either because even if you have encrypted texting if they manage to put um any kind of a, a like a, a a virus on your phone or any kind of a tracker on your phone they still can see what's on your physically on your screen, even if they can't 
break into the text encryption from end to end. They can still see you typing it out. So you just have to be very careful about where you get your phones from. Also, if you're a whistleblower, if you're, you know, trying to do anything. Sometimes like that. you should read the uh, the article that the guy who, because um, you remember when Snowden, you know, did his whole thing, it was published right. by uh, The Intercept and also Washington Post. But the guy right. from Washington Post who was the lead on that? You should read read the article where he talked about like all the precautions he had to take to work on that story, mm-hmm. uh, including like this. Washington Post has like this special room that uh, like no electronic signal can come in and out of even remotely. Wow! Because the federal government has digital antennas where they can just point it at your house and basically intercept everything that you're doing on any electronic device, whether you you've sent it or not. Like, you know, or or like they can plug a thing into the wall and it can record your keystrokes. Right. So if you you type up a letter, but don't even send it, they could, they know the word, the things you typed, um, you know, having, having basically like to, uh, have, uh, lead pipes wrapped around all the electronic cables in, you know, in your home, just, just the power, not like, right. Internet stuff, but just like your regular electricity cables because the the micro changes in uh the energy running through there as you use a any laptop or anything you know charging a phone whatever they can use that to tell what you're doing with right, that just- all contains actual data so like it, right and that and that was ironically one of the programs that snowden exposed the keystroke uh program because that 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 just seems like a level of insidiousness and like you there's like you can't use a fucking computer without being like there's just nothing you could if they want to track you and they have prior knowledge of you you know doing anything and or even that you work for the government like i'm sure that that's now prerequisite thanks to you know all the the whistleblowing that's gone on is that they'll just put that shit on your on all of your digital devices and they just have that now like that's just something that i'm sure that they have now for anybody that works in a job with sensitive information uh so yeah, be really fucking careful if you do anything like that. Well, and, and the the fun part though is is knowing that even though they have all that uh, capacity, like they don't know where to direct it if they don't know who the fuck you are. So right. as long as you're still basically an anonymous person on the internet, um, you know, don't have any any kind of uh, felony record, like they government doesn't have any fucking idea who you are. <laughs> they got right. too many people to worry about, and and you know, even if you do work within government they still don't necessarily know who you are because we uh we were talking about this story the cia and they're just complete uh, tom clancy fan fiction plan to kidnap and assassinate julian assange and right. or uh stop a russian plot to uh to rescue him from the ecuadorian embassy in london and I don't think we commented on Pompeo's response to it because that, that he did an interview later that day on Megyn Kelly's podcast. Um, and you could tell that like the, the whole plan to get Assange was basically just Mike Pompeo's personal revenge right. narrative. Um, because he, he just he's fucking livid because he used to run the CIA and he used to run the State Department, which at that level, they're pretty much interchangeable. Right. Uh, and this is just this is hilarious because I mean Yahoo News is like really doubling down on this because they broke the story and they're you know they're like not really known for hard hitting journalism um, for the most part. But I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here. 
Uh, former CIA director and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Wednesday called for the criminal prosecution of sources who spoke to Yahoo News for a story detailing pro uh, proposals by the intelligence agency in 2017 to abduct WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange in uh, discussions with the Trump administration and CIA the, to possibly even assassinate him. Pompeo, appearing on Megyn Kelly's podcast, was asked to respond to the Yahoo News story, which was based on interviews with 30 former U.S. intelligence and national security officials with knowledge of the U.S. government's efforts against WikiLeaks. Quote, I can't say much about this other than whoever those 30 people who allegedly spoke to one of these Yahoo News reporters, they should all be prosecuted for speaking about classified activity inside the Central Intelligence Agency, Pompeo said. He continues, when bad guys steal those secrets, we have a responsibility to go after them to prevent that from happening. We absolutely have a responsibility to respond. We desperately wanted to hold accountable those individuals that had violated U.S. law, that had violated requirements to protect information and had tried to steal it. There was a deep legal framework to do that, and we took actions consistent with U.S. law to try to achieve that. <laughs> so you want so, to prosecute these, these 30 people who spoke like for an article, like spoke to a reporter about this, this fucking, these leaks, like they weren't even like involved in the leaking in any way. So these people who, you know, Yahoo News interviewed who were former CIA officers, right, <laughs> uh, were talking about the U.S. breaking the law and committing a extrajudicial assassination. Right. And Pompeo is very concerned that them talking about the U.S. breaking the law is the real law being broken. <laughs> right. They're the real lawbreakers in this situation. I think we could all agree. It's just such, so fucking ridiculous. And then, of course, he he doesn't he doesn't even deny that the CIA was actually plotting this. He never denies. That. No, of he just, course. Cause he just says, well, that that wouldn't be legal under U.S. law. It's like, but you're not denying that you were doing it. So, well, we know the CIA of, of, of modern times, of course, would never do anything that's that's illegal or against U.S. law. We, you know, maybe maybe the CIA of the '70s and the '80s, but not the CIA of today. Not my CIA. They wouldn't do that. So know? we had a clip that we were going to run last week, but we ran out of time. She had to go uh, rescue someone from their um, uh, car not working. But uh, we do have a clip of uh, Jen Pasaki talking about the uh, Assange revelation here that we wanted to to get uh, yeah, out of the so way. Let's play this and then we'll, uh, we'll chat about it. Thank you. Hey, um, I've been trying to ask this question for months. I appreciate you taking it. It's a freedom of the press question. Members of the administration, you recently this week have talked about the importance of journalism to democracy. The president also made a point of saying his presidency was different from his predecessor. So why is President Biden keeping the Trump era charges against Julian Assange. Why is he allowing the prosecution for publishing the truth about human rights abuses in Iraq, Afghanistan, Guantanamo? And does the president believe the ongoing detention of Assange is reasonable, even moral, given the transparency delivered and the greater good served? 
Well, I don't have anything new to say on the uh, on Julian Assange, and I would point you to the Department of Justice on that. I would say, though, that we do think of ourselves, and we are approaching this from an entirely different approach of the last few years as it relates to freedom of the press. And I think the Department of Justice's actions as it relates to uh, the prosecution of journalists or how we're going to look at or go after records, something that the uh, Attorney General made an announcement about, the President has spoken to, is very clear evidence of exactly that. See this as a freedom of press issue with respect to Assange. Again, I have nothing. I have nothing new to speak to on Julian this Assange. This is something that I emailed you about months ago. So there's been time to. I understand. To I, I understand. I is still don't. I don't have a new comment from here. Go you ahead. Don't want to touch I have one more. Sure. Go ahead. Months. Okay. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, I, I, this was another one of those where she she like runs her mouth so fast and you know doesn't say anything circles around and around and around circles back or doesn't circle back actually um that it's it's like you're not really sure what she said so i transcribed this uh and there's there's a little nugget in here uh that that shows you know the the real there's a scary thing it's a scary nugget right okay so she said we do think of ourselves <laughs> well of course you think of yourselves first and foremost and only <laughs> We do think of ourselves, and we are approaching this from an entirely different approach. Allow myself to introduce myself. (laughs) We are approaching this from an entirely different approach of the last two years as it relates to freedom of the press. And I think the Department of Justice's actions as it relates to the prosecution of journalists or how we're going to look at it or go after records, something the AG made an announcement about and the president has spoken to, is very clear evidence of exactly that. So again, what? But back up a bit. The AOC is that you? The Justice Department's actions as it relates to the prosecution of journalists. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that you can't prosecute journalists because of the right. First Amendment. That seems the First like it Amendment would be unconstitutional. Guarantees freedom of the press, which includes publishing information about classified documents and protecting whistleblowers. Right. Right. This is settled law. Supreme Court has ruled on this. I mean, you know, it's been ruled on many times. Like this is completely covered under the purview of journalism. Um, but yeah, she can't help it. Like she she does the thing AOC does, but she can't help but let some some like gross truth slip out because you can only vamp about these things for so long and try to filibuster without saying something of substance. Like even if it's like, you know, hidden in like, you know, like you mentioned those like storage shows. Like it's like the way the auctioneers they they use that like gibberish speak to like create a sense of urgency or to move the you know thing along. Like they just say gibberish right. words, but there are real words like hidden within there if you slow it down. I think the same with Pisaki, where it's like she just she will give you an answer. It's just you're it's going to be unintelligible. Yeah, her answer be... is fuck you. Her right. answer is is I'm the press secretary and I have nothing but contempt for the press. Right, right. The answer is Joe Biden uh, doesn't agree with Barack Obama that prosecuting Julian Assange was untenable because of freedom of speech. Right. Which is really saying something because Barack Obama, one of the worst motherfuckers on the planet when it came to uh, treating journalism with the with the respect and with the respect of the law that it deserves. I mean, he prosecuted more whistleblowers than any president since I bet then all presidents combined, I believe that all presidents under the combined espionage, uh, under, under the, the espionage, espionage act. act. 
Um, And he even thought this was a fucking bad idea. So for him to say that, you know, it's like just completely beyond the pale to even consider prosecuting Julian Assange. Um, And for, by the way, again, and, you know, liberals will will conveniently ignore this for the crime of exposing war crimes in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like he's not being prosecuted for these non-existent no 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 julian assange is being prosecuted for hacking the dnc right of course that's what they think or that's what (laughs) they they think that's that's exactly what what they think that's what they tell themselves to be okay with the fact that we're prosecuting a journalist for exposing war crimes i mean this is he's being prosecuted for publishing the leaks that he got from chelsea manning uh about you know the, the the horrendous fucking atrocities that we were committing in iraq uh specifically so that's what he's being charged for i I love when they think that because the next question i always say is oh and what do what information did uh julian assange hacking the dnc reveal they're (laughs) like nothing nothing it didn't reveal anything it didn't reveal anything it was just it was nothing that's why we need to take him down for it so how how did that non-information affect hillary clinton well it cost her the election it cost her the election like, but there's what what but was, it was in nothing, it? So if why... There was nothing. How could nothing cost her the election? Like it's just like the, it's like a a vacuum. There's like a void where there, it's it's like a black hole. Everything is like spinning around the black hole. You know, Assange and Trump and 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 Hillary. It's it's like well, where is it all? What's what's it all falling into a, a you know gravity well of? What's what's the big thing that you won't mention here? The the elephant in the room, the black hole that is the, your memory <laughs> that you won't <laughs> right. admit. Oh, it's it, the, the 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 DNC colluded with Hillary Clinton to rig the primary and ice out Bernie Sanders. No, no, that never happened. <laughs> what happened was Russia helped Trump. It's, right. it's like okay, but so Russia helped Trump with what information that. The primary was rigged against Bernie. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like what? What is? Uh, it's, it's like it's like the opposite of a Chekhov's gun. You know, it's like right. the, it's it's this. You never show the gun, and someone ends up dead, and it's like I don't know how he died. It's just it's it's, uh, it's clearly a crime has been committed, and there's a hole in his body. I don't know how the hole got in his body. I mean, there's there's no bullet. You can't find any bullet there. Right right yeah no it, it's fucking preposterous but you know it'll just keep happening um we did real quick before we got out of here you wanted to touch on some more there, there there's just been a, a plethora of people don't want to work anymore uh stories that 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 they just yeah keep these paying. these keep getting written for people who i i assume are uh very business-minded uh, and need to be consoled at the state of the world here. And this is this is what I was going to read last week, but we didn't have time to. Um, and these, I, I just I love how the 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 context of these uh, betrays the headline every single time. Right. So this one, it's not even really a headline. This is just like the like where they don't have a headline editor, right? So it's just like the first paragraph of the article is the headline. Mm-hmm. So it starts out here. A family-owned Midwest grocery chain says a challenging labor market prompted plans to close most of its 111 stores an hour early every day. It's also paying bonuses of up to $600 to some workers. $600 once. That's like, 
Is, is that like half a I, paycheck? Seen, a whole paycheck? I've seen a lot of that because I've been like applying for shit and like it's literally like, oh, $1,300 signing bonus. No mention of the salary whatsoever. Like it's just, you know, because right. I understand that that's a, that's a one-time cost that you can eat and probably even claim later, but you're not going to actually try to improve anyone's standard of living. You're just going to try to trick them into working for your shit company for the shit wages that you pay them. So I love how all these places that are struggling have just like the the strangest local names like very localized right. regional uh things like what was the the florida one was like bugabaloo's bodacious barbecue <laughs> right, some right, fucking right. crazy ass shit just like so schnucks which has stores in missouri illinois indiana and wisconsin schnucks we're going down to schnucks we're gonna get a a, a cart full of diet coke from schnucks right <sighs> so schnucks which has stores in missouri illinois indiana and wisconsin also pointed to quote an evolving customer shopping pattern when it announced the new hours opening monday that's just a way of saying that like they're not coming in as late i don't know Many businesses across the U.S. have cut their opening hours because they can't find enough employees amid the nationwide labor shortage. Again, there is no labor shortage. <laughs> uh, at the same time, workers are quitting jobs in mass in search of better pay benefits and working conditions, adding to the difficulties for businesses. So that the fu- fucking last sentence just contradicts the first one. Right. Right. There, there's, it's not a labor shortage when everyone's like, uh, take this job and shove it. <laughs> Schnucks. Schnucks, which has close to 15,000 employees, also said money that it planned to give eligible staff members a one-time performance and retention bonus of up to $600 based on hours worked to be paid in January. So again, it's, it's if you, <laughs> they're, they're going to means test that $600 bonus. In a move described as new for 2021, Schnucks also said it would close all of its stores on December 26th in, quote, an effort to extend the holiday time teammates have with their families. So no no word if they actually get Christmas off, but you get the day after Christmas off. Right. And no word so. if you get, like, paid for it or if they're just going to not pay people for that day. But. Right. I don't know why no one wants to work at Schnucks. We gave them the day after Christmas off. I really do hope they close <laughs> until they can, can print up new signs and rename their business because I would never uh, step foot in an establishment called Schnucks. I don't even want to. I mean, think about a place called Schnucks ever again. If they're going to rename themselves, just call yourselves Schmucks. Right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, just, just again, this is just, you know, the same shit you see out of everybody. Nobody wants to work anymore. I don't understand. understand. And it's just like, yeah, well, motherfucker, you, you love capitalism so much. You know, you always talk about how scarcity creates, creates value. Um, there's plenty of scarcity, according to you, uh, in terms of workers. Um, you, you think maybe that if you you added value to the job that you would find more workers? Like you you think maybe that would solve this fucking gridlock that that they all seem to be in? Well, no, see, it's better to close than to the, do that. The way to be able to afford lots of labor is to devalue labor, right? Everyone oh, knows course, that, right? Right. That's what they've so, done for <laughs> centuries. There's a tweet here we shared out. Uh, capitalists, there's a worker shortage. Workers, scarcity increases value. Capitalists, wait, 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 what? <laughs> right. 
Like, oh, you don't like it when artificial scarcity increases something's value when it's the worker's labor now, do you? Right. It's, um, it's just they, they understand perfectly how to create artificial scarcity. I don't know if you saw this a couple of weeks ago, but so uh, Abbott, who's the pharmaceutical, I, I may have even mentioned this on the show, but it just is so infuriating that I, I feel the need to bring it up again. Uh, Abbott, the company that makes uh, those Binax Now tests, the rapid COVID tests that they sell at like Walmart and CVS. You can get them anywhere. They're really, they're like the best test on the market. Um, they're, it's like 23 bucks for a two pack or whatever. Um, and you can take them at home. You don't need to go to a site. You don't need to wait, et cetera, et cetera. And it gives you like a 15 minute test result. Uh, right before, uh, like right when the vaccines were first coming out in like February, March, and, bef- and like as the numbers were starting to dip, um, they destroyed a huge fuck ton uh, of their surplus of the Binax now COVID tests for no reason, just because they were, they were, you know, their, their supply was outstripping their demand. So they created an artificial scarcity. And what's happening now is that nobody can get the Binax test because they're sold out everywhere. Um, and it's becoming a huge fucking national crisis that you can't find these rapid tests at Walmarts or at CVSs because they're just fucking sold out. They get like, you know, 10 in a day or whatever, and they all go right out the door. Um, but this is somehow the most efficient system uh, of governance in the world and economics in the world is the system that literally destroys things that could help to save lives and end the fucking pandemic, you know, quicker if a bunch of people could just have tests in their fucking houses. And by the way, again, we're the only country, the only westernized country in the world that doesn't just send people fucking tests. Like there's a ton of other countries that literally just sends people like, you know, a bunch of COVID tests that can self-test themselves every week (laughs) and just be like, Hey, do I have COVID? Oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't go out for the next week and a half like that. Like if we had been doing that from the beginning, maybe like 700,000 people wouldn't be dead right now. Like that's, that's the difference between a company that needs to profitize every fucking aspect of society. And one that understands that things like healthcare should not be a for-profit endeavor. And that's, you know, I was in line at CVS uh, buying my uh, daily allotment of White Claw, and uh, the guy in front of me is there with his mother. And his guy looks like he's about my age. His mother looks like she's about eighty. And he asks the uh, uh, girl working behind the counter, "He's like, do you do you guys sell the fifteen minute COVID test here?" Right. And she says, "Yes, but it's one hundred and twenty dollars." He goes, "Oh, okay." all right, thanks. And they just walk out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what's happening. And like the Binax one, uh, it's right now it's a little cheaper because Biden, uh, he, so they, the way it was sold was that like, Oh, they mandated that the chest tests need to be sold for cheaper, but turns out what they did is just, um, pay they've, they've subsidized Walmart specifically in regards to this test, because like, like my pharmacy, which is an independent pharmacy, can buy the test wholesale for about $24 a box from our wholesaler. Like that's not retail, that's wholesale. You can buy this at Walmart for about $23 a box, which means that they're buying it for about $12 a box or about, you know, $7 a box. So they're just, they're not even forcing this company to sell it for cheaper. They're subsidizing Walmart and these other big box stores to buy it for cheaper so that they can sell it at like a decent right, like price. Uh, when again, this should just be a free fucking thing that the government makes and sends out to every home in America free of charge. Like it's just, it's so fucking backwards. Everything about the 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 self testing for the COVID from you know beginning to end in this country. 
I mean, you could just get the vaccine that's free. You could. You, you, you could, could do that. But, you know, God forbid. That's <laughs> fucking... But no, I mean, honestly, even even if you are vaccinated, <sighs> like, if you're exposed to somebody, you should definitely at least, like, run a quick, you know, 15-minute self-test. And just, you know, it's just, again, it's... It, they should just be sent to people for free. No questions asked. Like, why... Well, then, what if somebody had, you know, a bunch of them sent to them for free and then started, you know, hoarding them and then started to you know, charge people money for them, you know, like it's a PS five or something. I mean, we can't just let that happen. Right. Right. They'd be selling them to the, all the other people that were getting them sent to sent to them for free. It's like, it's just so fucking, you know, but again, and again, we, we talked to, uh, before on the show about how there was a plan early in the pandemic that the post office actually, I think had put in place where they were going to send like high quality medical grade masks to everybody for free through the post office. And the Trump administration nixed that, just, like just because, like for no reason, just just because that wouldn't be that you know the 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 all the fucking companies that make and sell masks wouldn't be happy about that because people would be like, oh look at these great medical quality masks that the government's sending us for free, so that we don't have to spread our you know disease and fucking um and but and again it's it's just so many little things like that compounded to where we are now with covid and like none of this had to happen and it's just it's so infuriating when you think about that um i say i i sent the other day on twitter like there was an article in the new york times uh everything you need to know about getting about whether or not you should get a booster shot and i click on it and it says uh well you've reached your your limit of free uh articles for the month please pay you know two dollars blah blah to sign up and i'm just like this is why everyone in the country is so fucking wait, stupid. Wait. Like, I thought I needed to know this. How right. am I? Yeah. Right. And, and it's just like, this is why the country is so scientifically illiterate because all of the scientific, you know, information that they're trying to be given is hidden behind a paywall and they can go to fucking Breitbart for free and hear about why the COVID vaccine is going to make your dick fall off. Like that's, that's the, that that's what's happening. And that's why people are so fucking right stupid and and not and, and non i guarantee that like you know they that whatever was in the article was like nothing you really needed to know <laughs> probably not probably not uh, but you know, you know. It's, it's like it's like youtube it's like oh the 85 easter eggs you missed in you know fucking marvel's venom you know right. like whatever uh and it's all things that you clearly could see if you watch that piece of shit movie <laughs> right right uh which i did and oh, like, li- literally it was it was like went to the theater and watched an hour and a half fucking turd just to see the post-credit scene because it relates to all the other marvel things happening it's just like well, i don't want to fucking have to avoid spoilers so i best guess i better go pay 16 bucks to watch this fucking piece of shit right um so yeah <laughs> it's it's just, uh, that's, that's I, actually, disappointing though because I, I i really like uh woody harrelson i was hoping he would he would kind of bring the bring the you know bring the thunder so to speak well they they switched out one extremely distracting wig for another so all <laughs> right. you all you think when you're watching him is just it's like yeah it's just it it was like could he not be be the 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 fucking serial killer guy with like a balding hairline like that that would have been fine like just let him have Woody Harrelson's hairline or just you know have a good have a good wig give him the fucking wig from from uh true detective that one looked natural oh yeah anyway right but it's just it's like there's there's no real humor in it like they you could tell that like they they sony doesn't spend the time on coming up with 
believable dialogue or you know interesting humor the way that that marvel does and you know it's it's just you're kind of like okay i thank god this is only half an hour because if this was two hours long it would have been fucking unbearable right uh and it's just it's just like people saying things that no person says in real life it's it's like watching go back and watch like the the first x-men movies from like 1999 Right. It's that it's they're on that level still. They don't know how to do anything different than that. I, I enjoy those for what they were. But like, yeah, when you go back and watch them when they're on TV now, they're they're, they're just very like it looks like just people playing with action figures and like like it's just things that nobody no human being would say, especially like anytime fucking storm opens her mouth in those movies. It's just like no human being speaks like this um, right well it's it's like the dialogue was as good as like the x-men cartoon in the right. early 90s you know and like to take that not even as good as that because that was pretty good travel time. through time to the year 2021 and you've got you've got venom 2 basically um yeah so venom, it also venom like and i i kind of enjoyed the first one even though it was like big and dumb the the, the first venom but oh it, if you like very, big and dumb you're gonna right. love this one a lot more buddy but it, it, i just can't help but feel like it's a relic of like 1999 it's got like eminem on the soundtrack it just everything about it screams like limp biscuit eminem like pop culture in the year 99 2000 2001 to me like that's everything about that that film franchise just feels like a, a, a weird relic of like not long ago enough. Like it's not, not long mm. ago enough to be retro, but like just oh. long ago enough to be anachronistic. It's weird. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going to have a, a, a movie called let there be carnage, you really want it to be PG 13 and oh, you know, yeah, any, any thing. kind of uh, violence has to be bloodless. Uh, you know, chomp someone's head off. They have to, you know, cut just before the fucking decapitation, um, you know, that because that's really I think I think after, you know, Deadpool made a billion dollars and Logan made a quarter of a billion dollars. Like the lesson here is that nobody wants any more of that. They want to go back to the PG-13 Limp Biscuit version of comic book characters. <laughs> right. So bizarre. All right. Anyway. Um, hey, but, you know, oh, yeah. not to bash on everything, Marvel, but hey, that that what if that animated what if series fucking phenomenal. Just yeah, absolutely amazing the way that they're like world building uh very quickly and doing things that you know you probably couldn't do with a uh movie that was greenlit by the cia uh, <coughs> uh captain marvel, marvel. <laughs> right <laughs> really every marvel movie from the mcu but yes specifically yeah. captain marvel um yeah yeah no i, I do want to check that out uh and I, the finale I actually, is actually or came out today i guess it's it's like yeah, when yeah. i think about it, it's like it comes out tonight or i'm gonna watch it tonight but I, uh, uh Maybe after Sopranos, I'll uh, I'll check that out because I got yeah. Well, you got a lot of other things you got to catch up on too because the Marvel universe is just cranking out another episode of show every single week this year. It seems like so. Right. Um, I, um, I, there's also that Netflix series Midnight Mass. I really want to watch. I heard a lot of really good uh, things about that. It's kind of like a thriller horror creepy like priest moves to a small town. I don't know. Like I, I I always enjoy shit like that. That's you know flies under the radar and just kind of pops out and you're like oh everyone's did talking you about watch this that shit. uh creepy priest moves to a small town movie with tom holland called the devil all the time no no i heard you I think that was a netflix, that was a netflix, netflix one too right yeah i gotta check that out too yeah based on a novel and uh you're the whole time you're watching it you're like they better not you know make my boy tom holland do anything that's unspider-man like <laughs> uh because <laughs> i still like. you know when that came out he hadn't really done 
anything other than that. Anything really. else. Yeah, but Robert Robert Pattinson's in that too. He plays oh. the creepy priest. He's, he's, really, um, he's a really good fucking actor. That dude's... I, I think we'll look back on him as like the way we look back on Leo where he kind of started, you know, not doing fluff, but like as kind of a teen, teen heartthrob icon through yeah, no fault all... of his own just because he was like good looking and did movies right. that teen well, girls watch you, you remember fucking brad pitt from cool world <laughs> right or fucking <laughs> thelma and louise even like he was just you know i, I then, think thelma and louise holds up a little bit better than cool no, world. It, it does but but like but people think of him as like oh he's just a big you know dumb like good looking guy and then you he's like oh no he's one of the better actors yeah. of our generation and it's like you well, know he can you can still play the big dumb good-looking guy in in quentin tarantino films now that he's 56 years old right well he brought i think he brought both aspects of his of his you know the big dumb good-looking guy and like the great actor to that role so that's why it works so well but um gotta be a great actor to fucking open a can of dog food and (laughs) slop it into a bowl right Uh, fucking cinema man (laughs) that is just spent 15 you know Oh, really quick story I got to share. So over the weekend, Ash was here and she'd never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. So I was like, we're watching this and I own it. But that's the DVD copy I own is from like the year 2001. (laughs) So (laughs) like literally it's like I don't even know what resolution is. Not not, not the cinema. Not like. Yeah. Well, so we watch it on off of HBO Max and it's just like it's clearly been remastered and the audio it just right. it looked fucking phenomenal i'd never seen it look this good before so uh she loved it but of course at the end of it was like uh what the fuck was that ending and i was like that's what everyone said in 1968 and everyone has said ever since is well, what the fuck <laughs> uh, but after that we wanted to play you wanted to watch something and do a drinking game to it and you know if you do a drinking game to a movie it's got to be something you've seen multiple times everyone is familiar with it you know and it's got to have things that happen uh, repeatedly throughout the movie because it's like, oh, every time this happens, da, da, da. so right. we're writing the rules. That we, we're coming up with our own rules for Django Unchained, right? And we're right. like, well, what's what are things that happen? Okay, every time someone gets killed, take a drink. Fuck. Okay, that's that's, <laughs> that's already like, that's, gonna black you out. But yeah, keep going. Sure, right, right. <laughs> we're like, okay, um, okay, because in the song, in the in like the Django main Django title song right and all the instrumentation one of the instruments is like a crack of a whip you know right like okay so anytime you hear a whip take a drink oh right and you know and then we're like oh there's a scene where he like whips the guy before he kills him so we'll do that um but the thing is that when you're writing all the rules like you don't you you, your memory of how often things happen in a movie (laughs) may not be the most accurate Right. And I was like, okay, what's something else? I was like, uh, I guess anytime someone says the N word, take a drink. <laughs> right. Every time a okay. white person says the N word, uh, take a but, drink. Well, okay, so you you think that that's like okay because you're not doing it yet. You're just like coming up with like whatever happens in the movie a lot, right? And I was like, right. how many times do you say the N word in the movie? Like uh, ten times, a dozen, like two hundred. So we start watching the movie and very quickly realized we were like the unintentionally racist frat guys who like came up with a thing and then they they do it and it goes on the internet. And everyone's like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Because, right, the white guy says the end where you go, "Hey, take a drink," and then yeah, you're like, "Oh wait." So here's the thing about Django Unchained is they say the N word about 120 times, <laughs> right. and when they're doing something that blatantly racist, and every time they do it, you're like, 
yay, take a drink. Like you start to feel like you're celebrating it, not just doing it because it happens. And then you get to the point where, you know, the whipping scene, well, it doesn't start off with Jamie Foxx whipping the racist slaver. It starts with the slaver whipping uh Hilda. All right. So it's like, okay, how many times uh, it's just screaming in pain. And I'm like, yeah, take a drink. And I'm like, what we need. To, okay. We're, we're, we're not going to do this. This we're stopping this because we, we just felt awful. We felt fucking terrible oh, man. in, in, in harmlessly coming up with drinking rules that seem fine, but in practice felt right. very, very problematic. Right. Great movie. But if you're, if you're, cheersing and drinking i mean not really cheersing but it's still uh, I mean, yeah it's, it's, that's what you do when you do a drink game like hey yeah, one. It's like, take like, a drink you know right. it's it's like it, it just and i've done tons of drinking games for tons of movies and I've, I've never had like a moment of feeling like i <laughs> made a horrible horrible mistake <laughs> so we had a good laugh about our you know, right. making making that mistake, and then we just you know, at that point, we drinking so many times. I was like, I'm just gonna sip the way rest of the way through the movie because <laughs> just, just, just forget about this horrible idea of, of yeah, it, it, yeah. And then we, we were like, like we can never tell anyone we did this, right? <laughs> we can never tell anyone that we did this. And then I was like, now nah, just I'll say it on the podcast. <laughs> I was say it stays, stays between you and me and Ash and <laughs> a thousand or well, so of our closest it, friends. It's, it's funnier once you realize that it was a mistake and you can laugh right. at yourself. Right? No, no, of course. Then... It obviously was not intentional. But... No. Uh, no. Yes. Right. In, in the future, we'll we'll, we'll more closely. <laughs> I feel like you can do a good, good drinking game for the Sopranos. Like you just make a master list for the series, and then like you know you do it for each episode. Oh. Just you know, anything. Any time a fucking regional dialect uh, version of like a, Italian food is used, like you know. Like uh, fucking uh, pasta fagiole instead of you know pasta fazool or whatever, like any kind of like weird thing that like nobody other than Italians say. Take a drink. You could fucking just on that alone get drunk. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that about does it for us this week. But um, you know, stay tuned. We will be uh doing some fun stuff. I'm sure this month. Uh, it is spooky season, as as you could tell from our. From our uh, album oh art and our our I saw, saw a fucking tweet. Music. It, 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 I saw this tweet the other day. It said, "It's not spooky season. You're 35 years old." <laughs> Fuck whoever said that. I love. I love. Huh? I like. I, I like. I like this time. You know what is funny? Like I like this time of month, but I also it's it's only mainly because like all the movies that I kind of like watching year round are just on television now and I don't need to fucking like make an excuse to watch them. It's like, Oh, it was just on TV, whatever, you know, like versus like, you know, it, it's, it's very much the tour, like the horror tourism part of the year versus like horror movie fans are kind of just, you know, watching this shit year round. And now it's kind of like the season where a lot of shit will come out and like, it's all on TV, you know, whatever. But, um well we are getting another michael myers halloween film so uh you know. it's, yeah no it's coming out uh on the four, <laughs> the 14th actually i'm uh I'm, I'm i'm moderately excited it doesn't look great but like I'll, I'll take fucking michael myers like carving people up with a with a circular saw any day of the week <laughs> like, what if fucking... what if michael myers but killing firefighters we haven't done that one yet well yeah no it seems like we're about to from the trailer that that gave away I the just, entire plot love, of the, the movie i know i love that jamie lee curtis like lights her entire house on fire and then is driving away in the trailer and sees the fire department she's like what are they doing like what do you think <laughs> the fire department's the fire doing 
also how did they get there that fast she lives like way out in the fucking woods like right well i i I still i i got the impression that she she lives like somewhat secluded but like Uh, don't overthink it don't overthink it it's just well she was close enough to like go visit her her granddaughter's school and shit and like constantly be showing up so she must not be too far you we also got to remember the fucking the suburbs and the sticks are like there are parts of it where it's just like a, a fucking mountain road with one house on it and then you drive you know two miles and it's a bunch of mcmansions so it's a weird it could be one of those weird you know setups but it's indiana it's all one suburb yeah that's just a big suburban uh fucking state um but yeah so that that's coming out uh this month so i'm definitely going to be checking that out and enjoying it way too much i'm sure uh, there's also i don't know if you saw in the trailer there's an easter egg to your favorite halloween film halloween 3 uh all the all the, the three masks from halloween 3 appear in the trailer on like three little kids that presumably michael myers kills and leaves oh on God. a uh so john carpenter hated uh halloween 3 so much that he sold the rights to the entire franchise and said i never want anything to do with this ever again that's how right. that's which how he, much it's funny because he pre- he like pre- it's a it, yeah that's that the whole franchise is such a bizarre fucking uh situation because like we I, you know we talked about on the halloween podcast uh, when we did halloween one and two uh which is a great review podcast we did like one of my favorite reviews we've done uh but how it, halloween was a glorified independent film like it was made for under a million dollars it was like you know distributed by some little podunk uh production company run by this guy mustafa akkad who's just like a guy who happened to have money who came over here um from the middle east i forget what country exactly i don't want to be offensive so what from a country in the middle east and um he just like gave money to this little like film school production basically that turned into you know the greatest slasher movie of all time and then because of that, it, it's had such weird rights battles. Like no, no one studio can ever claim it. So it's been like the rights have been sold and fucking given up. And like they keep trying to get Carpenter back on board. You know, it's a whole fucking thing. But um, yeah, no, Halloween, Halloween 3, I, I, I think it's a misunderstood campy cult classic. Um, but certainly could have been called something other well, than Halloween. You made me watch it because we were going to review it. And then we never reviewed it. So I'm I'm still a little bit pissed that I had to watch that fucking piece of shit movie. I, I think I still and think then one day we get should to do, rant right, about it. Three and four. <laughs> we should do three and four one day because I think four you'd like because it's. I've it's, seen four. Four is the one where they're up on the roof in the house and all the fucking cops are there and all the cops get killed, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right, maybe that's five. Whatever. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> but no, the four is good because it's back. You, you know, Michael's back and there's there's like a decent ish story to it if you like that sort of thing but um anyway uh i remember where i was going with this but but yeah no it it looks it looks interesting anyway um yeah so uh if you want to rate review and subscribe uh that would help the show out you can do that wherever you get the podcast follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots if you really must (laughs) use facebook go and yell at us for our, our, our memes that make fun of anti-vaxxers over there. Um, Patreon.com slash move left. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Sorry, I was looking at Twitter again. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>